0: Hey, everybody, you're listening to Beyond 1894. This is the official podcast of Louisiana Tech University, and this is our annual year-end recap episode. We're going to be taking a look back um, at some of the highlight stories from the past year. We've kind of got a university communications team sitting around the table here today to talk to you about these things. Uh, I'm Gavin Kelly from the Office of University Communications, and today we are also joined by... Tom Soto. I am the Interim Director for University Communications... This is Teddy
1: Allen, privileged to be a member of the team.
2: Hey, y'all. This is Kelly Cole. I'm the Research Communication Specialist for Louisiana Tech.
0: So, you know, as we kind of go through these stories, we're going to kind of talk to each other, or talk to you listeners out there about these things. Um, we've done our best to kind of break these down into categories. Um, we're going to go over some big leadership changes this year. Um, we're going to go over growth, a lot of growth at the university. That's our, our next category. After that, we're going to talk about um, some special rankings. It seems like every year uh, tech is ranked highly um, in some of these national rankings, and it's really important for the university. We have a category called grants and giving. Um, and a lot of good things have happened for a lot of special programs here in the university as a whole in terms of grants and giving this year. And then we've saved the best for last with some stories of triumph at the end. So, gang, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to talk about leadership first, and I think one of the biggest stories of the year. You know, we've talked a lot about it over the past uh, several months. In fact, the most recent one of the most recent episodes of this podcast features Dr. Les Geis himself at length discussing his career because uh, he announced in September that he's. Retiring, he put in quite a shift here, didn't he, Teddy?
3: Uh, yeah, he was counting when he was a student uh, more than half a century.
0: Yeah, so just and, a quick 50 years, I think. Of,
3: <laughs> the beautiful thing about it is he worked his way through school. I mean, from Bastrop, one of our few presidents from Morehouse Parish, he fried chicken, he, he, he you know, helped put roofs on houses. Uh, so he worked his way through it. He deserves every good thing that uh, has happened to him and Miss Kathy. We wish him well. As they go around visiting grandkids, and I'm sure he'll continue to walk.
0: Oh, yeah. He absolutely will. And I... Uh you know Dr. Geis was my president during my time as a student here in you 2 right Kelly
2: yeah he was I think I said this the other day to y'all he was so fun as a president I mean obviously there were amazing things that he did for the school academically and then of course the change that's happened on campus with the innovation enterprise area over there but also he was so fun like pictures of him in squirrel shirts because of the camp, right. ca- campus squirrels and he his obsession with the noble trees and he showed up to i think almost every event that i ever went to as a student so he was he was a fun president
0: over 10 years as president um the last decade and then some as a leader at louisiana tech he's got a loyal blue family uh you can again listen to him talk about that on his episode but wife kids in-laws probably grandkids before long uh all got loyal blue blood he's the king of the gif yeah yeah, and you say that. the gift. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a, some gifts to his legacy too. Uh, we talked about his walks and kind of how they've become kind of a legendary thing here at the end of his career. The place he likes to begin those Saturday walks, Aspire Plaza, has a name. Tom, tell us about how that's how that's going to change.
1: That name will be changing. It will be Aspire at Geis Plaza. Uh, the rendering was unveiled at Dr. Geis's retirement dinner hosted by the Louisiana Tech Foundation Board uh, just last month. Um, So we're looking forward to seeing some changes around there that, you know, it's going to be renovated to have some more landscape lighting improvements
0: and uh, signage bearing the new name for the space. Mm -hmm. And um, it's going to be, you know, it's kind of already... A place for students to walk through, but now it's going to have some more meaning to it. And like Geis has said, he's probably, he's not going to stop walking just because he's not gonna be president anymore, but he is going to be president emeritus. This is a recent thing. Um, the ULS board, uh, made a special decision, uh, not too long ago at the time of recording. Kelly, tell us about that.
2: Yeah. So um, just this month, um, like you said, Gavin, the Board of Supervisors for the University of Louisiana system got together and voted um, President Guy as President Emeritus for the university. And this decision came um, as his final meeting as tech's president and the UL system president and CEO. And then The president-elect, Dr. Jim Henderson, praised his impact and legacy um, during his tenure. And the vote was unanimous, which I'm not surprised by at all. Um, It's a distinction, and it's one of the highest honors that can be awarded to professors and university administrators upon retirement. And so, you know, this is the perfect, like, I think, kind of cherry on top of the little Dr. guy's Sunday of his um, time here at Tech.
0: Yeah, it doesn't mean he's going to be president forever. But it means in name, he will have sort of a distinction in that title. Um, And, you know, you sort of mentioned Dr. Jim Henderson. Um, It's well known at this point that that's our our next man up. He's going to be our next president. Um, It was announced in October. That the same board that voted Geiss as president emeritus uh, unanimously unanimously also voted to name Dr. Jim Henderson the next president of Louisiana Tech. Um, He's been the president and CEO of the University of Louisiana system, which we are a part of nine schools, right? Yes. Yeah. Nine Mm -hmm. schools, uh, sister schools that were all a part of the same system. And um, so he's got leadership experience there. Um, He's been the president at uh, Northwestern State and at BIPC, Bozer Paris Community College. Um, And he's taken over not too long after this episode's going out. So he's going to start January 1st. So as we're doing this end of the year recap, uh, it's not going to be too long after this that he, you know, starts the next legacy of the next tech president. So he will be. Louisiana tech president number 15. And, uh, just as a side note, kind of in the same vein of leadership, um, there's been kind of some Dean shifting around the last couple of years. We've had some, um, interim deans step up. Um, and we had one for the college of engineering and science, Dr. Hisham P um, called it a career this year. And, um, Dr. Colin Wick stepped in as the Dean of College of Engineering and Science for an interim period. And then he was selected to be the next College of Engineering and Science Dean. Um, He's been at Tech for 16 years, and he spent a decade of that also in leadership roles in the college. Um, He's been an associate associate dean of research and he'll continue to do that. And he's also been an associate dean of graduate studies. So always good to get a good dean locked in at one of our five colleges here. Um, So as leadership changes continue and as we go into the next year, um, looking to improve in areas of leadership and, and add new people to the team here at Louisiana Tech, to the Tech family. That kind of leads into uh, growth. And I think growth applies to more than just bringing on new personnel here at Louisiana Tech. It applies to the expansion of our campus and our programs. So, Tom, kind of take us through some of the growth that's going on.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of growth this year. Um, this summer, we uh, renamed the College of Education. It became the College of Education and Human Sciences. Um, That college or that name, it's going to emphasize the interconnectedness of the education, psychology, kinesiology, uh, by integrating the human sciences into the core. Um, There's been other growth. I mean, we've had our largest freshman class ever.
0: That's a big one.
1: It's very big. Uh, 2268
0: strong. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, kind of to just piggyback off of that, it's. It's always a challenge to get enrollment numbers up. And I think um, since COVID, it's also been tricky, not just here, but everywhere. And so I think that's a big win for Louisiana Tech, huh?
1: It is, uh, you know, and not only that, we're, we were up in online students this year. Uh, and in November, we launched the Tech Online. Uh, it's kind of been something we've had some online programs in the past, but we've got a an, an area that's dedicated to serving the online students. Um they're actually working out of the Academic Success Center over in Bosier City, mm-hmm. uh, over there at the National Cyber Research Park. Um, so if you're interested in uh, getting your master's or something, yeah. you know, check out our Tech Online uh, programs and, and see, see what we have to offer there. I know they're, they're continuing to add programs there. And also,
0: uh, as another, you know, self-plug for the podcast, Jerona Washington, who, who helps lead Tech Online, she's also been a recent episode, too, and she talks about it at length. So give that a listen. And uh, speaking of, uh, you know, that being housed over there near the or
1: on the National Cyber Research Park, we've got a new building over there. It's uh, the Louisiana Tech Research Institute. And Kelly, why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, LTRI has been um, kind of this wonder in the making. It's been really great to watch that. Um literally come from the ground up as this new big beautiful building over there in Bossier. Um and we held the ribbon cutting for it finally what felt like you know yeah. after forever with COVID and everything but um, we had that grand opening it's going to be housed right there or it is housed in the National Cyber Research Park like Tom was saying but it's some people don't really know all that's going to go on there but it's a unique um, private uh, public and private partnership between the state of Louisiana Bossier City Bossier Paris Louisiana Tech Applied Research Corporation and Louisiana Tech so it's really designed to kind of bolster research endeavors that benefit kind of all three of those areas Louisiana Tech the United States government and then various corporate and industry stakeholders I know that Dr. Sumit. um Dua is very excited about the new opportunities that this is bringing to just continue to expand our relationship with the United States government and our cyber um, research that is uh, really just taken off and flourishing here at Louisiana Tech.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, you kind of mentioned that it's it's a mystery to a lot of people what goes on there, and I think that's intentional in some instances right. because they're doing some kind of top secret government work. Oh, yeah, whatever. it's
2: um the it it starts from the bottom floor and it goes up, and the top floor is high security, you
0: classified, right? Yeah, like
2: bolted doors to get in. It was pretty pretty wild to see that, but it was awesome. So
1: not only have we had growth in uh, research, uh, I, we've grown at Enterprise Campus uh, this year. We added a. Uh, TechPoint, too. uh, The Sequel. The Sequel, that's right. Um, It officially opened in October, um, and it will house three companies, Radiance Technologies, Louisiana New Product Development Team, and Crossmark Management Group. Uh, These companies have all signed into a five-year lease to occupy the building. That gives us an opportunity for our students to, or for the companies to work with not just our students, but also our our faculty and staff to uh, work on research. Yeah,
0: and... We should note too that uh, tech Point Two had no problems reaching that that occupancy, getting those those partnerships in there because. Um, as like, as soon as the building was announced and that was another, another building that was a long time come in 2019 tech point two was announced right across the street from ISB and sort of diagonally from tech point, the original tech point. Um, and I think that's what happened is kind of the original tech point, uh, grew too big for its, its boots a little bit and they needed more space for more partners. And so the building kind of changed in nature, but, um, tech point is just the latest because that enterprise campus is connecting. Ruston to downtown, downtown Ruston to Louisiana Tech, should I say, um, new walkways, improved roads. And so you're really seeing kind of an integrated campus. And, uh, you know, growth and improvements to campus help lead to things like rankings, like top rankings for Louisiana Tech. And um, if I feel like every year we have these to talk about, and it's kind of easy to get lost in the shuffle of them. Um, but there are several that we wanted to highlight because a lot of these are kind of the pinnacle of consistency for some of our achievements, some of the university's achievement. Um, A big one annually that we've been a part of is U.S. News and World Report. The the 2024 rankings were released, um, and for the 13th year in a row, Tech's been on the best colleges list. So that's a pretty significant testament to the consistency of excellence at Louisiana Tech. Um, We were ranked number 162 on the list of top public schools in that same ranking. We moved up 12 spots um and as is the case with most rankings we are either first or second among public universities in our state um and this was no different we were second among public universities in Louisiana on that list um it was a good year for sort of individual program rankings too college rankings engineering and science uh they got the same they got a ranking on that list as well um number 150 in the nation uh individual computer science programs from engineering were also ranked college of business Undergraduate programs there ranked number 211, and that was up eight spots from last year. Um, And the College of Education and Human Sciences also got some undergraduate psychology programs on that list. So that 2024 U.S. news list um, was another big win for us. And not just with undergraduate rankings, but they also ranked us uh, in their best graduate school rankings. Um, The full-time MBA uh, was the 95th best business school ranked by US News. And then the best engineering graduate school ranking uh, also had a spot for Louisiana Tech. They had several programs that also individually ranked uh, in that, which, you know, where do you start? Computer, biomedical, civil, mechanic, all the engineering is essentially, and then mathematics and computer science. Um, I think a, another important one to kind of get away from US News for a little bit, because we had several. Um, niche, which is, you know, it's kind of been A newer thing, because it's not just a ranking system, it's a tool for prospective students. Um, But they had a couple good rankings for us, too, didn't they, Tom? They
1: did. Uh, This year, we had the best college for business in the state of Louisiana. Um, We were also named the best value college in the state of Louisiana through Niche. Um, Other rankings we received were, uh, we were second
0: overall out of all colleges in the state. Yeah, and that includes public and private. That's right. And then but out of all public universities in the state, we were number 1. We did edge out a couple couple significant universities to get that one. And just to sort of emphasize and and you know, place another uh, tick in the box, uh, that best value college it's not just niche that gave us that. Also um smartasset.com uh, gave Tech a best value college ranking uh, and that takes several factors into consideration, starting salary, tuition, living expenses, student retention, scholarships, all sorts of things. So um, another significant ranking. And then Forbes, um, another important ranking for the university. And that's the second year in a row that we've made their top colleges list um, for the United States. And one of only two public universities recognizing the state on that list. Um, and again, Just to solidify that sort of low debt thing that we've been ranked for, um, we were 73rd in the country for the lowest average debt for graduates. And um, I think giving students um, sort of as much of a debt-free experience as you can here at Louisiana Tech and then making sure that those graduates get those, those good jobs means that down the road, those graduates can give back to the university. So Kelly, why don't you lead us into the next category here?
2: Yeah, so talking about, you know, I think one of the great things about, uh, like you said, Louisiana Tech is that, there's so much giving that goes into the heart of Louisiana Tech. Um and that's what allows for our students to have such a low debt is because we have so many options for scholarships. We have so many different mm-hmm. areas. Um and a part of that comes from Giving Day at Louisiana Tech. And this giving day was the largest pretty big. Yeah. It was the record breaking giving day. Um the our tech family gave over two million dollars um and this was only the fifth annual giving day and so this is just awesome it's it's um, gone up
0: every year by the way it has increased giving day yeah results have gone up steadily every year so yeah 2.43 million this time
2: yes that's awesome and um you know gavin why don't you tell us a little bit about um The Forest Product Innovation Center that's starting to come up.
0: Yeah, the Forest Products Innovation Center, another exciting area of growth. And, you know, we kind of we talked about growth that's happened, but there's a lot of growth that's going to happen. Um, You know, you look at renovations upcoming to George T. Madison Hall, Carson Taylor Hall, um, improvements to campus that are sorely needed. But another one on the very near horizon is the Forest Products Innovation Center. Um, It's going to be a great building on South Campus. South Campus needs love, too. Um, And... I think, it, you know, stuff like that's not possible without funding, and funding can come from different areas. It can come from the state. It can come from private donations. Um, but there are two uh, significant donors that are, are making help, are help making this Forest Products Innovation Center a reality. Um, and I'm talking about uh, Roy O. Martin, um, and they're out of Alexandria, and then Hunt Forest Products. So, Teddy, tell us about those two uh, partners of the university who have given – to the Forest Products Innovation Center.
3: Thanks, Gavin. Well, of course, here in our state, forestry multi-billion dollar industry, and you can't swing a cat around here without hitting (laughs) a piece of timber. And God bless these people from Royal Martin. They're wonderful uh, to work with. So are the Hunt Forest Products, that gang over there. They understand the need for the Forest Products Innovation Center. So that's why they've pledged to support this uh, new building over on south campus is going to provide space and support for transdisciplinary approaches to solving the challenges associated with the timber industry so it'll be a lot of different uh, folks on campus working together uh, it's going to become a hub for discovering new methods to capture produce and utilize the state's renewable and sustainable forest for generations to come groundbreaking is set for this spring and i um, So, again, transdisciplinary is a big word now on our campus. It's obviously paying off, as we see in rankings and growth. And and this is just a much-needed facility, and it's going to help a a lot of our students that are going to be making a difference.
0: In here, the next couple of
3: generations.
0: Yeah. And it adds up quickly. Like you said, $500,000 from Hunt Forest Products. Hello. Royal Martin uh, just contributed a million and they've pledged for another million, right? That is correct. So by June of, of next year of 2024. Um, and that's going to be a neat building. I've, I've seen kind of some some renderings of it. It's going to have like special beams that are made of wood or, so you know, like it's, it's very forestry in mind, kind of thinking when it was when it was created and when the concept of it was created. So um, another exciting area to see come to fruition in the, in the near future. And, you know, South Campus is just one area of campus. Um, and I, like I said, it needs love. It's kind of out of the way a little bit, but, you know, it's just as important to the, the mission here as anywhere else. Um, but one group of lovely ladies that rewards every area of campus, that would be the Lanyap ladies. Um, they've been around um, for 14 years and they've been annual significant contributors to the university. Um, and this year they awarded 27 grants that's across all different areas of campus. Um, grantees are allowed to send in requests, um, when they open up every year. Um, and the Laniap ladies have the tough and unenviable job, of sifting through those and deciding which ones that they want to allocate those grants to. But they awarded 27 grants, and those totaled $98,454. Uh, and that's going to go towards different things uh, over the course of this year and into next. Um, and just as a side note, that amount, that almost $100,000, that brings the total amount awarded to the university uh, throughout the Lanyap Ladies' History to over $1 million. So it, I mean, it feels like we're throwing around terms like $1 million, $2 million, it's just so casually, but it's been a big year for Louisiana Tech. So. These wonderful
3: ladies could do something else with that time the last 14 yeah. years they've been doing this they yeah. have to do something else with that money but they haven't and again this is some these are people that just started this they saw a need and they you know tackled it recruited others and and this is no small thing to them this is now right. yeah you know, this is a very important thing To you couldn't wedge somebody out of land yet, ladies now so you know god bless them for what they're meaning uh, to all different parts of the university
0: yeah and they uh like you said they it's not it's not a simple task. They get a lot of grant requests every year and they have to decide uh, where that money's going to go. Um, and, you know, individual areas too benefit from, from donors who create scholarships and, and benefit programs. Um, I think Teddy, there was a, a lovely couple who made a gift to the medical laboratory science program. That's going to go a long way, right? Right. Uh, Tony Chandler Turner, um, she graduated from here in
3: 64. She was in Tech's Medical Laboratory Science Program, and then her husband, Dr. William Turner Jr., he's a longtime surgeon and educator. They've gifted $100,000 to grow the MLS program in the School of Biological Sciences and Tech's College of Applied and Natural Sciences. And part of that gift allocated to establish an endowed scholarship, they've already established two other endowed scholarships, each in the amounts of one hundred thousand in the past five years, um, and they were they were tickled to do this. This was a yeah. big. It was a big deal for them. They wanted to make sure to do it just right. They did. And again, some children, I say children, students we haven't even met yet right. are going to be the beneficiaries of their kindness.
0: Yeah, and um, as you just said, a lot of times when these people give, it's not a one time thing. They're consistently loyal to the university. With the the where they choose to put their time, their effort and their money. Um, and another example of that, Kelly, you can let us know about Miss Betty Pate. She uh, benefited AS with her scholarship creation this year.
2: Yeah, she created two scholarships for the College of Applied Natural Science. Um, she graduated in 59 uh, and the funding amount for those two scholarships is $100,000. And one will go to a student in human ecology and mm-hmm. then another in nursing. Um, she actually gave these scholarships in memory of her husband, Forty-six years, who passed away in July of 2022, um, and so the purpose of both of these scholarships is just to provide up to a thousand dollars per qu- quarter to assist a student pursuing a profession in either one of those vocations. So it just shows her heart for that college and also her heart for her husband.
0: Yeah, grants and giving is—you know—we could sit here all day and talk about it. Like I said, we were trying to hit some of the highlights. Um, another. You know, endowment that was established, um, Lawrence and Al- Alice Higginbotham, they support the College of Education and Human Sciences, um, and they established a scholarship endowment indebted, dedicated to teacher education. Um, that was Lawrence's doing. He, he wanted to establish that, uh, the Fred Lee Higginbotham Endowed Scholarship in memory of his father. So, again, people they create these family legacies and it means something to them. And then when these people pass away, how do you honor them? Well, there's, there's not a really a better way that I can think of than, um, benefiting the university. Um, another thing to mention the contractor licensing board every year, they're really good to the college of, uh, engineering and science. Um, and they donated, uh, roughly $300,000 to the construction engineering technology program here. So good programs here, uh, just get better. And that's another thing we're looking forward to in 2024. This discussion on grants and giving, you know, we've talked a lot about giving, but let's talk about a grant. Kelly, tell us about a big one that's happened this year.
2: Yeah, we received a really big grant from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the NOAA, and their Restore Science program. Um, That program, they had announced that there was a $16.8 million of funding to 10 actionable research projects and Dr. Terry Manis and her team were awarded that uh, a portion of that at 1.96 million dollars mm-hmm. to this diverse team that she has um, the research for this program is focused on supporting long-term sustainability of the ecosystem, fish habitats and the entire fishing industry in the Gulf of Mexico and the project team will be focused focusing on reducing threats and human disturbances Disturbances to coastal breeding bird populations. Dr. Terry Manis is going to be leading her team here at Louisiana. Tech, but we also have several other universities that we'll be partnering with, Tulane being one of them, um, and then just several others across the South, and then also one up North. And so they're going to be conducting field surveys, marketing campaigns, and then bird health assessments and community outreach. So this um, really provides undergraduate and then graduate research students um, with the opportunity to have fully funded research for the next five years, have that on their resume, maybe even get an article or two published out. So it's a really great grant. And it really benefits this road to R1 that we're heading on for our division of research.
0: Yeah. And it's, again, like I said earlier, we throw around 1 million, 2 million, 100,000, we throw around these dollar amounts, but it's no small feat. And uh, I think that Um, these grants and all this giving that's happened over this last year, giving day beyond um, all the contributions, not just from the folks we mentioned, but from, you know, every $20 gift to the Louisiana tech athletic club, every, you know, $50 contribution to the program that you graduated from, that means a lot to you. All of those go a long way and help sort of build, build the mission up here at Louisiana tech and help these people do what they do. And, the good news is it leads to triumph, and we've got a lot of triumph to show for it. We're going to try to hit some of those high notes from this past year. Take it away, Teddy.
3: I will. A, a note on giving, um, we sometimes we do fall under the impression that we, if we don't give a large mm-hmm. gift, six-figure gift, it doesn't matter. But a little bit goes a long way, and if you just – it's what we try to do anyways – they know they get this much a month from us. Mm-hmm. But if you do that by the 80,000 alums we have living, you could build two or three DACs, let's say, yeah. a year. So it, it adds up, and don't think that it doesn't. And and the folks are wise with your money at Tech. They have to be. And that's why we have so many people who are willing to invest in the university uh, speaking of people, behind all this good news, behind these triumphs we're fixing to talk about, behind the, the giving and and the growth, um, the rankings that we've been able to sustain and even better, behind all that is, is, is actual people. Right, And we're blessed to work with a lot of caring people, a lot of brilliant people, some hardworking people that make the Louisiana Tech bus go down the road. And so I hope we never – no one ever feels taken for granted. I know some people, you know, you work really hard and you think nobody notices, but I promise we do. And uh, and it shows in all that we've been able to talk about here in our last little bit of time together. Again, what these people do affects um, students. Mm-hmm. And my niece was uh, is Lacey, mm-hmm. and she did not know what she wanted to do. She found architecture. She's now a architecture architect doing really well. I'm so proud of her. And she loves it. And it's just because she stepped off into this architecture program and they cared about her. Yeah. And architecture three thirty five was one of her favorite things and it was it's a, a each year they do a project this class does out for Medcamps of Louisiana, which is a free camping experience for children with chronic illnesses and disabilities, it's hosted at Camp Alabama in Chudrant uh, Explore it online. See how you can help. As Architecture three thirty five has the most recent project is the amphitheater, mm-hmm. and it's the latest On the long line of awards. They've been doing this project. for a while. They've been <laughs> they've been helping out
0: Medcamps for a while. It's been a good partnership. Yeah,
3: nine years. Yeah. they've now done seven projects. The current one is the is the eighth. And look, this thing these things have gotten. National attention. I mean, they've gone head to head with uh, professional architects and just for uh, not only the uh, conception, but also the execution that these students with some leadership from our studs in uh, architecture uh, has really paid off. And it's made such a difference for the children who are aided out there by MedCamp.
0: And they're working on the next one now. You know, as we speak, it's it's design build time. So they're they're in the design phase, winter quarters the design, springs the build. So
2: yeah, so, and I don't know if y'all have seen, like, the before and after from when before they started doing these projects to now. They have just totally just re-envisioned what it means to be, like, a kid's camp in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Like, like I kind of thought, like, I want to go to med camps and help out because this is just beautiful. We did a calm project with them last yeah. year, and yep. um, it was just – or when I was a senior in – in the common department here. And it was just beautiful to see all the, the progress that had been made because of partnerships that we do through our classes with um, med camps, but also just beyond.
3: At latech.edu or, or Google med camps and, and punch in uh, design build or art three thirty five, mm-hmm. um, and explore some of the stories and, and some of the artwork and see what a difference that that's making for these uh, children uh, who go to camp Alabama out and shoot mm-hmm. Um, the debate team,
0: yeah, couldn't be Studs. me, but yeah, it, 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 <laughs> I think the
3: but they're back to back state champions,
0: um, and that's a that's sort of a, a mis a misnomer of a of a title state champion because their competition actually includes folks from other states, right? right?
3: Se- several states, right? They have uh, they won the Southern Forensics Championship at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. Uh, it's for mississippi louisiana arkansas six louisiana schools 29 total schools 182 competitors and the debate our louisiana tech debate team finished uh number one for the second straight year
0: and that's you know we had a, several students you know we're kind of mentioning the debate team mm-hmm. but we had a few students go out a few student teams go to these conferences and these um meets and show what tech has to offer and, and come back with some hardware so it's a, it's a big deal and
3: this year in the Association
0: of so- Southern
3: Forestry Clubs, the Conclave is what they call it. They have it at a different site each year. Tech hosted the event for the first time in 17 years. And Tech ended up finishing a solid third overall against 12 other teams. And listen, again, you can go to <laughs> That thing and was crazy. Can, I don't know if it's sawing logs. They're right. climbing poles. It's, it, it, yeah, got it's a crowd phenomenal. Out there. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> And the and the, the gang from South Campus, you know, you gotta love them. I mean, they wake up dirty with dust and dirt and <laughs> grime on them, and just get dirtier as the day goes on. And you don't see one of them doing anything other than smiling yeah. while they're out there competing with these axes and it, it, all kinds of things. It
0: just it's, it's fascinating. They,
2: they truly love what they do. They over love there. what they yes, do. They
0: do. And they get to you know being able to host the events cool because you look at last year. Um, our ASCE squad in engineering, they got to host the concrete canoe competition. Big deal. A lot of schools from all over came over. And then tech proved again this year that they could be a good host with a completely different kind of event. But that forestry conclave, a lot of schools from all over came around and they were... Oh man, they're passionate about those competitions.
3: And you make friends from other states and so that you're going to, you know have friends for life in your profession, and you always have this to look back on it. And the concrete canoe thing is something that still evades me. I don't <laughs> understand how that works. But again, litech.edu, you can you can study up yourself on a lot of this we're talking about. I'm going to ask Kelly to help me here with the biomedical engineering juniors that have recently been named Barry Goldwater Scholars which is a very big deal in itself.
2: Yeah, it, it truly is. And, um, I loved talking to these lovely young ladies last year uh, with uh, Christy Steak. Um, like you said, there are two biomedical engineering, and they were juniors. Now they're going probably into their senior year now, and they are Barry Goldwater Scholars. And I, if you're like me, you did not know what that meant. But Catherine Lacey and Rebecca Lynn Blade are the university's first. And this scholarship program honors Senator Barry Goldwater and was designed to foster and encourage outstanding students to pursue research careers in the fields of natural sciences, engineering, and mathematics. Um, more power to them. I'm definitely a calm girl at heart, but these young women uh, are the first, like I said, awarded in since its except inception in 1989 for our university. Um, and it's...
1: It's a big deal that we got two at the same yes, time. Yes, I mean,
2: exactly. I
1: mean, Almost
3: 1,300 um, students nominated, 427 Academic institutions competed. Four hundred thirteen scholars were chosen, and as Tom Kelly said, we tech got two of them.
2: Yeah, and we have four nominated currently Beautiful. right now, and we'll know you know around this that same time, about January to April ish. Um, about you know if those four, maybe we have two more from that, and it just shows the level of excellence that we have coming out of this university
3: you have a child or grandchild or if you want to pursue biomedical engineering (laughs) they'll coach you up over here i think Catherine and rebecca are testament to that and because of this they get uh, an amount equal to the cost of tuition uh fees books room and board and up to seventy five hundred dollars per academic year so thank you to the folks uh with the barry goldwater scholars foundation so each student has their own you know, story, and we all right. have challenges to overcome and all this. So this is just touched the tip of the iceberg, but this is some great news. Mm-hmm. And uh, just hat tip to everybody who's out there uh, working toward a degree and helping somebody else try to get their degree, and it, it all adds up. We just stick together. Uh, you know, better, even better days are ahead.
0: Yeah. The, uh, you know, we mentioned up top that we were going to try to cover the highlights and I think, I think we made the best ever, but there's no way we could talk about it all. Uh, There are plenty of stories that you can go back and look through. Please listen to episodes of this podcast from this year. A lot of good stories there. You can visit latech.edu slash news uh, to read stories in full that we mentioned today uh, and look over some highlights from the past year. Um, But 2023 was great and it looks like 2024 is going to be a pretty good one. So um, also on sort of behalf of the podcast, if you've been listening this year, thank you for being a listener uh, to this beyond 1894 podcast. Sharing stories of the tech family uh, has been a lot of fun and um, we hope that you feel closer to the tech family after listening. Um, So thanks for being with us in 2023, looking forward to 2024 and to the rest of the folks here at the table on behalf of my friends at University Communications. This has been Beyond 1894. and Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. New Year. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Beyond 1894. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about this episode, you can check out our show notes. Beyond 1894 is produced by Louisiana Tech University's Office of University Communications.